Okay, everybody, Lynette and Brian Wolf, we are very excited to do the alumni call. Um, you are on the right call, and uh, this is the fourth Monday of every month, and we are going to be not only answering questions, um, a lot of you sent in lead sheets that we're going to be going over, and we have um, quite a few things we want to share with you. Um, always keeping you on the cutting edge. As a matter of fact, I know many of you guys are going to be seeing uh, Ron Legrand and us uh, this week. Uh, isn't that right, Brian? Yes, that's right. We are here in Florida on our. Uh, we're going to be having our Taking Action Communication Workshop starting tomorrow, and then the alumni meeting. So everybody who's on this call um, should have been to the Quick Start Real Estate School, and that's what you're an alumni of. And uh, so we do have the alumni meeting down here in Jacksonville uh, over the next couple of days for just folks like you guys on this call who have uh, already graduated from the Quick Start. So we're going to get some good questions, guys. Everybody here is uh, somewhat versed, obviously, and has been through the training. So usually we uh, get some pretty good questions and we get some really good deals to go over. So we're real excited to share this time with you. That's right. So you guys all know us, uh, the World Couple. We're going to be doing the call um, tonight. So I want to get started. First off, the way this works is that you hit star zero to get in the queue. So that's how you would get in the queue if you have questions or if you have lead sheets. Hit star zero to get in the queue. And now make sure because if you hit star zero again, it will take you out of the queue. So this call is going to go for about one hour. And um, we'll be finishing up in about one hour. So we're trying to get everybody in, everybody's questions, everybody's lead sheets. Um, and uh, just, just real quick, I know you guys all know me and Brian. Um, you know, maybe there's a couple of you who somehow got on the phone uh, that maybe did the virtual, uh, uh, the virtual um, quick start or the test or even, whatever. Even if they did that, we would be on there as well. So. Pretty much yeah. right, because you, you all know us, but uh, just to give you a refresher, we both started off as real estate agents, actually, and uh, we found Ron and revolutionized our entire business approach. And so, uh, you know, I used to run a mortgage office, and I used to think, you know, hey, I'm pretty savvy with the real estate. And uh, I also grew up, um, you know, prizing intelligence. I come from a family of engineers and a lot of brainiacs, and I graduated some of them a lot. And so I kind of thought I knew what I was doing with real estate investing, and then I met Ron, and uh, he really opened my eyes on the pretty house business and a lot of other things, how to make the most money, basically. So that's uh, right. That's we actually we, we met Ron the ground about 14 years ago. Um, he changed our life forever. We love him so much, and we take vacations with him. Um, and we actually yep, we're going on a cruise. We're going on a cruise actually to the Bahamas in about a month with him and his lovely wife Beth. That's so right, September 18th to celebrate our 31-year anniversary, and it's their 51, 51 anniversary. Yep. And Ron is turning 70 years old. Oops, maybe I wasn't supposed to tell everybody. Um, but right. we're celebrating Ron's birthday, too. So Actually, um, we have, we, my birthday's in a week, and Ron's is in about 10 days. So That's right. So we're celebrating four things at once on this cruise. So anyway, um, we actually just real fast, uh, we do have an office in Arizona. We average six to seven deals a month. We are definitely the king and queen of automation. We do the business with our sons, uh, Dashiell, he's 25 years old, and our son, Kale. Um, and we actually, we work with uh, local acquisitionists, 
and that's how we automate because we put in maybe one to two hours a week and we're on total automation and we're going to talk a little bit about how we run our business and um, we have the self um, and we'll our one hour sale. Yes, and yeah. we'll address all of your questions here. So uh, let's so get let's to the questions. So let's get started. Um, let's go ahead and um, who do we have? Who's our moderator today? Our operator. Rashawn will be, will be the operator for the call. Yes. Thank you, Rashawn. Oh, Rashawn again. Hi, Rashawn. Um, do we have anybody in the anybody in the queue yet? Christina yes, Coleman here. Oh, good. Hi, Christina. Hey, Hi. Christina. Okay, we are so excited to have you on the call. Um, Thanks for having actually, me. Uh, you were just talking about um, that you, it's always nice to share success stories so you can hear what other people are doing. And you just did a deal, which was fantastic, um, where you bought it for, what, like $85,000? Can you tell everybody about that deal? Absolutely. First, I have to say, working with Brian and Lynette is an amazing experience. Um, they really are there for you, support you. Um, even if it's not on the day that you have a call, they'll make sure and go out of their way to make sure you have everything you need and talk with the seller and make sure you get the deal closed. So it's an honor to be working with them. Um, oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you. We didn't even have to pay you any money for that, did we? <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> um, well, we are super proud of you because you actually, surprisingly, you do exactly what we tell you to do. And I just want to start out by saying, you need to tell everybody how old you are. I am 22 years old. 22 years old. Oh, my goodness. We are Amazing. so proud of you. Thank you. Um, most recently, we put under contract a home in Baltimore, two-bed, one-bath. Uh, we Originally, the seller wanted uh, 89000 basically 90000 Um Got her to $85,900. Um, the house is free and clear. Um, she's asking for a thousand per month with a ten-year um, balloon, so plenty of time to pay off the house, more than enough time to pay off the house. And um, the house currently, in this, as is, is, is worth one hundred and fifty thousand. However, the ARV is worth two hundred and fifty thousand, so that's a huge spread. We already started getting um, rent-to-own and cash offers in the home, so we're very excited to get this this house closed in the next few weeks and uh, get that first shut-up check. That's that awesome. awesome. So it's worth it's worth two hundred and fifty thousand. You got it for eighty five thousand, and uh, you got really good terms. So, um, how much how much repairs does the house need? I would say at least forty five thousand. Um, it needs new flooring, uh, kitchen, um, bathroom, like a, a central air and heating. Um, so it needs it needs quite a quite a bit of work. No, but with the price that you bought it for, though, Christina, with the price you guys paid, you, are you you could turn around and just sell it to somebody who wants to do all the work and do the rehab. And did you say you've had offers for that already? Yes, yes. We're actually meeting with an investor tomorrow who saw the home, and um, we're already going to be there at the house. So just invite him over to come take a look and see what he's offering, so that way we can both break something off of the house. Sure, sure. Awesome. If he, yeah, because that's well below nail. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, uh, what do you think you would sell it for? If somebody made you a cash offer right now, Christina, what would you take? Well, I would, I'd worked out some of the numbers. I would take at least $168,000 um, because, to be fair, that gives uh, about 80000 on each person's side. Um, 
profit. Yeah. Okay, but that now that that would be yes. I mean, obviously, you guys, when you're doing a wholesale deal like this, you got to leave enough room in the deal for them to profit. But uh, that's a huge markup, and who has to do all the work? The nice thing about this kind of wholesale deal is you make the profit for having found the deal and tying yeah. up the the deal. And with our help, you know, you can close these things. And the cool thing about this is, most people on an ugly house like this do not mm-hmm. think to ask for the terms. So they just right. try to get the price, and then they have to come up with the, the cash to uh, to fund that deal. Now, yeah. here's the thing, though: if you sell for cash, though, Christina, I mean, you can make a uh, you know a nice chunk of change, obviously, a very you know big profit here. However, you're throwing away the financing. Uh, okay. You know, you've got ten years on this thing, and that's a nice piece of financing. I mean, ten yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. She got ten years, zero down, a thousand dollars a month. So. I mean, certainly yeah. you could um, and, and do I mean, it either how way. Much profit, yeah, how much profit would you make? Uh, if you sell this well, on a work for equity, that's, that's my thinking on this now. Put somebody in there who will, who's willing to do this, all this work on, at their own expense and is also willing to pay you, you know, 1500 a month at least. Then you've okay. got a $500 a month cash flow, and you could probably sell it to them for over 200 for a purchase okay. price. Uh, so think seriously about that. Before you just go cashing out of this thing, you're throwing away some fantastic financing. When you get 10 years on a deal, guys, you should hang on to it if you, you know, if at all possible, especially when you've got a really nice spread. She's willing to take $1,000 on a house that's probably worth two fifty. Yeah. One thousand a month for ten years. Okay, I mean that's that's just right for you guys to make a huge monthly profit. But again, anytime you just cash out of something, you know, no passive income, no ongoing profit. So uh, yeah, but so that's either an way, awesome Christina, deal. that's an awesome yeah. Either deal. way, eighty thousand, eighty eighty thousand on a wholesale buyer, or one hundred twenty thousand on a work for equity buyer. You know, either way, it's quite a bit of cash. You know, so. Um, it's a good deal for you either way. You can't go wrong on this deal. How did you get this deal? Was this a yellow letter? I can't remember. No, so my brother actually came up with a technique on Zillow where there's this little box and it says, I'm interested in your home. We started adding an extra note saying, I'm interested in your home. We're interested in buying your house. Um, We can offer a good price, but we just need a little time to pay you off. Feel free to call or email me. So we started getting people emailing and calling in and basically um, just weeding out all the suspects and talking with people who want to deal with us. And um, even over the phone, I spoke with the, the woman is 81. I spoke with her daughter initially. She had to go back and speak with her mother. But uh, once I spoke with her mother, she over the phone, they said, everything sounds good. Let's go ahead and show you the house and get everything signed. That's great. Nice. Very nice. And so, so um, um, that ad, actually, we helped you tweak it a little bit with your brother. Um, if you can... Uh, Say it again a little slowly for other people because it's nice when we share success things. Absolutely. Um, um, Absolutely. Um, so on Zillow, there's a, a box where you can, um, uh, it automatically says, I'm interested in such and such property. And then you can push contact owner. So we started adding in an additional message stating that I'm very interested in buying your house. We can offer you a great price, but just need some time to pay you off feel free to call or email me. And so that basically weeded out all the people that we were getting hung up on by making outbound calls. And now we have people calling and emailing us just curious really about, you know, what is it that you, that you can offer? And um, some people already know what owner financing is. Others didn't. 
but with this particular seller, she just wanted it off her hands. So this was the perfect solution. And um, exactly, awesome. Yeah. And and we were very specific about saying in the response in that box um, that we're interested in buying your house, and we just need a little bit of time. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, you um, are you are you're doing fantastic. I know you have a lot of deals going on right now. And uh, we're really getting the machine cranked up where you can be closing one to two deals a week. So yeah, um, yeah we're we're really excited. And um, what we found is really it, it's a lot about just being positive. Like anytime I go into a negotiation, I always visualize already getting the agreement signed and um, just <laughs> building a great rapport and uh, just being confident and knowing what you're saying and knowing that you're going to get it done. Wow, it's like you know, totally at, been listening, at, listening to us every week. Expecting success, like they said. At our events, guys, we always success. say, yeah, expect success. That's right. And it, right on our cup, for you guys who still have our cup, it says expect success is my motto. And what's one that? Take action. Take action. <laughs> that's right. Take action. You're doing both. Yeah, and we go over this um, at our taking action uh, uh, boot camp coming up tomorrow, actually. Um, a lot about uh, getting the right mindset and confidence. and. Mm-hmm. That's such a big thing, guys. And when we talk about uh, when you're looking for an acquisitionist and people you're working with, that you want to work with, confidence is one of the big three things that we're really looking for. And, you know, sometimes people have confidence. Whatever gives you confidence. I mean, maybe you have some experience in real estate and you think, okay, I'm confident about my real estate knowledge. Hey, you might be confident. You went through this great training, guys. You got the best training ever. You should be confident about that. Even before you have your first deal, once you get your first deal under your belt or first couple, your confidence will be flowing pretty good. Okay, Ron will say you're going to get cocky. But uh, when, when you get in the beginning before that first deal, uh, you know, just find whatever helps you feel confident. And it might be just having faith in the scripts and the training that gets you through to getting that first paycheck. But uh, awesome job, Christina, and we'd love yes, to hear that success story. We, very motivating. We, we are very proud of you in the mentoring program and very, very um, excited for your success. Once again, thank you, Christina, who's only 22 years old. Great job. For your uh, excellent support and uh, the amazing training. It, it helps so what, much, everyone. Uh, one one last quick thing, if you were going to say one quick thing that you really like about uh, the mentoring program, what would it be? I would say just the the support and the energy to be able to have someone who's been in this game for over 20, 30 years who knows what they're talking about and um, who, who can break things down easily and understandable for you to take action um, so you have guidance. It's, it's like why, why struggle and try to figure it out when we have people who've already done it and already made the mistakes? I'd rather just listen to people who've done it already and making the money. I'm not going to waste time making mistakes. I'll just listen to them. There you That's go. Awesome. awesome. Good point. <laughs> well, All right. thank you so much. We will be talking to you soon. Send us a copy okay. of the check. <laughs> well, good. Thank you. Enjoy the okay. evening. Right. Bye-bye now. All right. Bye-bye. That is so exciting. I just love the fact that she's 22 years old. Uh, Rashawn, who do we got in the queue? Our first question comes from Mike. Mike, please state your question. Hey, Brian and Lynette, it's Mike Allen from Boston. How are you doing? Oh, hey, yeah, Mike, Mike and uh, Kathleen, how are you doing? 
Uh, we're doing okay, but uh, we're oh, having Catherine. a little trouble with it. Sorry, Catherine. Yeah, with Kathy. She, she's uh, not here at the moment, but uh, we're having a little trouble, and I wanted to ask you some opinions about what to do in the hot market. So I, sure. um, I wanted to ask you about marketing, what you're doing, and what's working today across the country. But let me, to ask you, let me tell you first what we're doing. We have a Google AdWords campaign running. We are having sending out uh, postcards and letters through uh, the vacant house, uh, vacant house data feed. You might have heard of that product. Uh, we are sending out a six-touch uh, postcard mailing to absentee owners. Mm -hmm. We are sending. Uh, we were doing uh, Craigslist text ma uh, text blasting to Craigslist uh, for rent and um, uh, Fizbos, but that has kind of I stopped doing that. For uh, just because it wasn't really working after a year, but uh, I'm thinking okay. about picking that up again. Uh, okay. We just got Ron's uh, FISBO lead service. I have a VA starting to call that. She's new. She's just starting. Uh, hopefully, she's going to be calling in on those, trying to find some, you know, the motivated sellers or people looking to sell the rental home eventually. What are you guys right. doing so, in terms of, of, of marketing? So have you done anything? So the VA is just starting for you. You're just getting going with that? Just getting you, going with that. Okay. Have you had anybody else doing the uh, for sale by owner calls for you prior uh, to this? I was doing the calls. The VA is, in, is a new VA from, from Ivas. She's not Ron's VA. Uh, oh, okay. So she, she, she's a little green, but she does have some training. Uh, so okay. uh, I'm trying to get – my biggest problem I'm, we're, that we are finding is that we just didn't enough, have enough time during the day or weekend to get – to get, start making the calls, uh, we were using a, a text blasting service, which was getting a, touching a lot of Craigslist, but not much else. Um, okay. And I kind of wanted to ask you, maybe in terms of a yellow letter list, what's working today in terms of the best yellow letter list? Well, I'll tell you what's working best on the yellow letter list is that uh, we've been sending out a lot to the um, uh, low equity and no equity uh, through okay. listsource.com. It's mm -hmm. no equity and low equity um, sure. through LiftSource.com. That's been real good. We've been uh, doing inherited letters through U.S. Lead List. Uh, that's mm -hmm. been working really well for us, the inherited letters. Uh, we've also been doing um, the uh, – we've had luck with the uh, credit challenge, but not in your area. Um, cause there's what about, a lot of um, have you done anything with expired listings? Uh, we have not – Anything, I don't think with expired listings, we did, I, I believe, we did send out a, some handwritten probate lists, and I think we also sent out some lists from uh, uh, qualified lists from Revo Gateway. You, know, you probably okay. heard of that product. Uh, okay, if you're really doing yellow letters, yellow letters to expireds will get you a lot yeah. of response too. So I would definitely try that. You can actually try expire, uh, not even just expired, but pre-expired, we call them. I mean, if you go to 90 days or 120 days, depending on how long the contract is, uh, you can get uh, leads that are about to expire, like 30 days, within 30 yeah, days, they're going to expire. Yeah, pre-expired, um, you will get that from a real estate agent, the multiple listing service. Most listings are six months long, so they go in and pull anything that's four months or longer or five months or longer. That way you're getting in before everybody sends them a letter because the minute it expires, it expires all the real estate agents and everybody in, in, can mail to them. So that's what's wonderful about the pre-expired. Okay, pre-expired. Hey, Mike, have you ever tried uh, bandit signs? 
It's against all city ordinances. That's a disclaimer. (laughs) You know, I I kind of have a problem with bandit signs. Number one, it's kind of a logistic nightmare to put them all out and and collect them all again. And uh, I don't really want to go down the path of, of, first of all, yeah, okay, I, I okay. just, don't have the time I, I to just do that. wanted to test that because you know what? Some people are all gung ho and they're cool with signs, and their area is relatively permissive. Now, that's kind of, you know, when I first started off, I think I got like half of my first 10 deals off a of sign. But I was really diligent about it, and I was doing it myself, and I was a little nuts, you know, but I was putting 50 signs out every weekend. So, guys, you never have to do signs if you don't want to, and I just explore that because it's kind of a good producer um, of sellers and buyers. For sure you're going to use it for buyers, though, because when you got houses for sale, you're definitely going to have signs out there, um, you know, rent-to-own home. So yeah, definitely, guys, definitely. You, other than going for buyers, though, if you never want to use signs for sellers, that's fine. But all these yellow letter targeted uh, things, and the whole thing on this mic, too, is you really got to watch your trial and error because you're trying a lot of different things. And I'm getting the sense that you don't totally know exactly what you're getting from each source. And, I mean, if you can track that and try to uh, maybe change your messaging. And here's the other thing. If, if anybody's not getting enough leads and they're getting – or if they're getting a lot of no leads. So if you're getting 10 leads back and you don't have at least a couple, three uh, yeses in there, uh, I, talk, I talk about my Goldilocks theory of farm area. Okay, so wherever you are targeting, you might have a pretty hot market, okay? So Goldilocks walks in and she tries the porridge. Okay, this one's too hot, this one's too cold, this one's just right. So sometimes you got to go a little further out. If you're in an area that's pretty hot, you know, uh, you might have to choose a different zip code. Uh, you might have to start moving out. And if you're using the VA, they're going by zip codes when they're making these calls. So you got to look at your zip code map. You can find it at uspostalservice.com or whatever and check it out and see maybe you need to move a little bit. That's the other, that's, you know, because if you're in the wrong farm area and, and the easiest way to check this out and you need a realtor for this or you can look on Zillow because Zillow has this too, is DOM. It stays on market. So if you are in an area and you're marketing to an area where everything is under 30 days, the average home sells in under 30 days, DOM, that market's too hot. It's going to be very hard for you to find a lot of cooperative sellers. Okay, so really more of that uh, kind of just right market is closer to like 45 to 60 days average DOM. Yeah, that's... That's a great point, Brian, and I do want to mention in the hot markets, um, the good news is we buy and sell the house. So you may not be getting the deal. You may pay more than the house is worth in hot markets. But when you exit out, you're going to get even more and more on the exit strategy. And you can do a profit sharing. You can also do the uh, profit sharing script that we have where you uh, cut the seller in on the back end profit. So there's lots of ways to make money in a hot market. So, And I know you have our system. You can email us for that updated script. But, but that's true that, uh, I mean, obviously you've got to buy and sell whatever market you're in. So it's going to be way easier to sell, but it's going to be harder to buy. So you just got to do more marketing on the seeking sellers in a hotter market. Uh, so you might have to double your marketing efforts there. But, boy, when you got something, you know, it'll have a good profit margin and sell right away. Yeah, and that's yeah. why we have our, our acquisitionists are more focused on the, on the buying, and then we have our assistants uh, less focused because it's so easy to sell, you know. Uh, sell the first weekend and stuff. So also, Brian mentioned the marketing tracking form. You really do want to keep um, 
close tabs on what's working because not only are we switching up farm areas, like Brian mentioned, but we're switching up USPs, unique selling propositions. Brian mentioned that as well, you know, because your advertisement might say, I can pay more than your house is worth. Oh, that's a good point, too. Yeah, because um, marketing is two things. It's medium and messaging. So medium is how it's getting out there, if it's on Craigslist or, uh, in, you know, where you're sending it out there, whether it's a sign or whatever. But the messaging is really important. And in a hotter market, you want to say things, and we do this messaging ourselves. Sell fast for a good price is a good one. Also, we say uh, we often pay full price for houses. And, you know, in some markets, I don't want you guys saying that, you know, um, but because and then you're no, locking no yourself in. No commission, yeah. no closing costs, no hassle. Well, that's, that's my favorite marketing message for all of you guys. No, uh, no commissions, no closing costs, no hassles. And some of the people really just don't want the hassles. You know, they don't want to have to show it to a bunch of agents and have to go through the whole process. With you, they can show it one time and it's sold. And one last thing I want to mention, uh, Michael, that Brian did um, allude to is um, with the different farm areas. Now, we live in Arizona, obviously, and buy and sell houses there. Uh, we also have an office in Minnesota uh, with my brother and brother-in-law. We buy and sell houses there. So you can get boots on the ground and really buy houses in any state, so for that matter. Yeah, if you can get somebody who is an adequate representative of you who can go out and actually talk to people and get some paperwork signed, you can do this pretty much wherever you want. But, uh, you know, like I said, you got to have someone decent who can follow your instructions, which isn't, you know, which is, you know, not that hard to find if you know what you're doing. And that, well, that great, a great, be, that's a great yes. question because a lot of people ask that hot market question. Mm-hmm. Right. I hope you took good notes on that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I took good notes. Stays on market 45 to 65 days. Uh, I think we go with yellow letters. Um, you know, I took, I took, what I what uh, I thought I needed from what you just said, awesome. and that's pretty awesome. much what I'm going to I'm going to try to do that. Um, yeah, the problem I'm running into mostly is uh, people saying oh, I just rather wait to see if I can get my price, and lots of times mm-hmm. they do. So and that's, uh, that's what you run into, uh, and you just got to see how many sellers you have to go through to get the one that doesn't say that. And sometimes in some areas it's a lot, in some areas it's not. And so finding the areas is a big key thing, too. But there's definitely finding, deals everywhere. How are you finding Craigslist? Is it uh, working for you or not really? Well, Craigslist is awesome. I mean, obviously, um, especially with buyers, you know, uh, Craigslist, oh, my goodness, you know. Um, well, you're just going to list okay. everything. Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, one thing I did want to say about Craigslist when you're looking for a seller, uh, what's really worked really well for us is um, we go under real estate wanted section okay um it's a, a different section most people don't even know about it um but there's sellers that go there all the time it says real estate wanted and uh that's where we'll put in ads that are very specific so we'll say young family looking for this school district uh with a swimming pool four bedroom two bath call today and so that way you're being very specific it's not a generic ad we buy houses walk away today we buy houses any condition any area it's not generic it's very specific and we do have a huge buyer's list, so we are advertising now. If you don't have a big buyer's list, obviously you can, when they call, you can say that you're trying to help out somebody, which you are, um, you're trying to help out a buyer. Uh, so you're trying to help out a buyer or a friend or you're trying to help someone out. So the more specific you can be on that Craigslist ad, the better results you're going to have. Okay, that's a good strategy. we really got to move on. Thank you. Great call. 
Great call, Mike. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, so Rashawn, who do we have in the queue? Our next question comes from Ralph. Ralph, please state your question. Hello. Hey, Ralph. How are you doing? Hi, Ralph. <laughs> you are so adorable. <laughs> you guys are really getting out some great information information tonight. I appreciate it. I don't know if you received my um, um, property information sheet, did you? Uh, yeah, let me pull it up. Uh, let's see. Run through the important numbers with me here, Ralph. Um, okay. What is what's the seller asking? What's the mortgage and what's it worth? Okay, so um, the seller was asking one hundred and fifty thousand. Um, the comps came up at one hundred and seventy-eight three. Um, they owe uh, one thirty-five four, and um, uh, they have a monthly payment of. Well, now it's twelve thirty. It started off at a thousand dollars, but they just revealed something the other day uh, that now it's twelve 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 hundred and thirty a month. Twelve so, twelve thirty PITI principal interest property taxes well, insurance, and they owe about one hundred thirty five thousand. You're asking one fifty. Yeah, yeah, they were asking one fifty, but uh, that that twelve thirty is actually PII. It, it doesn't include the taxes. The taxes are not escrowed, so that's fourteen oh one. And so the whoa, that must be like a uh, a fifteen year mortgage or what is that? No, actually they have a seven point eight seven five interest rate, which is really ridiculous. I mean, it went from um, a four uh, percent interest rate to seven point eight seven five because of some kind of refi that they did, and it ballooned in five years, which was August first. <laughs> so, at any rate. Uh, they gave us seven, uh, six years um, to do this, and uh, we're still in it, but we've made some adjustments here. And the bottom line is we want to give them 5000 um to actually down just to go, to go away, really. Uh, they're giving us 72 months, and um, the monthly payments are total, including PITI and the HOA, of uh, 1362 all right, what do you think you can get per month on that property? Uh, about about fifteen fifty is about fifteen fifty is or sixteen hundred is about okay. the max you can get on that. So even so, let me get this straight. Even with the higher interest rate, uh, you could cash flow this thing maybe a couple hundred bucks a month. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, probably max. Yeah. Okay. Um, now you are you saying that you already have a six year term starting now and you're buying it for one forty and giving them five thousand? Is that what you said? No, well, we're buying for one thirty-five four. Um, well, we're going to get the five, so that's yeah, about one forty. Yeah. So now you're thinking. I mean, I'm assuming that one seventy-eight three is his estimate. One seventy-eight three is zest as Zillow. Oh okay, yeah, we I, like I, I will tell you right. We definitely like real estate. It's realestateabc.com. You need to write that down. It's a yeah, very user-friendly website. Right, and you know what? They track Zillow and Real Estate ABC track really close. Uh, yes, um, they okay. do. In fact, okay. guys, when you go on Real Estate ABC, it has the estimate right on there. That's actually, I think, it, uh, they're affiliated with each other. And basically, Real Estate ABC just displays the information a little bit more cleanly. Well, we think. yes, and I'm, I'm and glad that's, you brought but that it's up, Ryan, same. because it's all the um, same. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up, honey, because let me clarify something on realestateabc.com. 
the nice thing is that because they bring up all the numbers, you can throw out all the low ones and we take the high ones. And that's why this estimate doesn't correspond because a lot of those low ones were like um, distress and REOs and short sales. So it gives you a more realistic number uh, to work from. Well, okay, now here's the thing on this estimate, guys. I mean, I, I, can, I have taught at, at the events for like 20 minutes just all about the Zillow and how it's affecting the market. It's a big thing now, guys, and you have to know it's a Zillow world. So any property that you're looking at, uh, Zillow has become the shorthand for everybody who doesn't have a license to go on and find out anything about real estate, their house or some other house. So you got to assume going into pretty much every transaction, buyer or seller, they've looked on Zillow and they looked up that address. And you kind of know, and, and that's why it's important for you to know this estimate. Because if you're pricing these things at, you know, 250 when this estimate says 225, you might get a question about it. Okay, so it's a little bit different now. Now here's the, the good positive thing about these estimates. I don't know what uh, logarithm or whatever they use to calculate this, but a lot of times they're pulling in some distress sales or bank sales, and so the estimate sometimes is low. I, you guys, every area is so different, and, and then Zest, Zillow has actually gotten sued for this, for their estimate being off and it costing some homeowner some money. So, um, you know, obviously they do their best to figure it out, um, but it's not always accurate. So when you're looking up these comps, just look at the two most recent uh, solds that are the same square footage. And if you're on Real Estate ABC, it's laid out in a real nice grid. And you just go, the easiest way to do it is just go to where the square footage uh, column is. Because there's all sorts of square footages and you need something close to yours, within a couple hundred square feet, hopefully. So when you look down there and then you find one that's about the same square footage and you look left, look when it's sold and what it's sold for. Okay, that's, and if it's sold within the last six months or even a year, you know, even really two years, but mostly a year, um, that's a good comp. So then you find the two highest ones of those, and then that's, that's what you're going by. Okay? That's for, right. For, so now this estimate isn't going by that. And so the estimate's pulling in a lot of other solds. And so um, that's why sometimes it sounds like this, this estimate actually is, is nice and high, uh, but they're not really going by this estimate. So that's, that's good. They're giving you, you know, quite a bit of free equity. Does, does this property need a lot of work, or what's the story? No, no it just needs about – it needs a little cleanup and replacing the uh, dishwasher. We, we estimate maybe about 1500 2000 most. Okay, now that's the, you know what, this is the sweet spot for us, you guys, um, where the homeowner just didn't do those things that the realtor wanted them to do. Like they probably showed it to a realtor and said, hey, I want to sell my house, will you list it? The realtor comes in and says, well, I would list it if you would just replace the carpet, do some interior paint, you know, maybe even replace those cabinets, they're falling apart. And the homeowner says either I don't want to do it or I don't have the money to do it. And so then the property eventually comes around to us and, you know, sometimes you spend two or three or four thousand or five thousand bucks and all of a sudden the thing sells instantly for twenty thousand more than they were ever asking. And that's how it happens. And especially, of course, we can extend terms. So all those things, you know, that's, that's a, our sweet spot is these houses that are just a little rough. We call them top-off top rehabs or polishes. And so when you just do that on a house, sometimes, you know, there's a lot more money than the little bit of money that you put in. So that's great, Ralph. This, you know, if you can get it for five in, you know, I used to be really hung up on no money down, too. And I really softened my stance on that. 
Um, <laughs> just out of you know, just out of ego, I wouldn't want to put any money down. So I would probably. I used to fight somebody if they were at 135 and they were had, had been asking 150. I'd battle them and try to get them to sell it to me for nothing down. I'm just a lot nicer now, and plus. You know, sometimes you just get the deal, and there's nothing wrong with giving people a few thousand and even putting in a few thousand if you know you're going to turn around and get it right back from your buyer anyway. So everything sounds great on this deal, Ralph. I, yeah. I don't. They were asking. You know, they started off asking for ten thousand, um, and finally got them down. Especially after they came up with the changes in the um, on the mortgage uh, interest rate. Uh, right. So, down to five thousand now, so uh, that's great. Yeah. Nice. Good job. Awesome uh, well, job. Do you have any questions about that one, Ralph? Any other questions about that? Uh, you know, um, this the monthly payment is kind of high, um, and so we may not be able to get much of it in the middle there. Um, right. And well, even if you can't, even if you can't, there's so much free equity in it. What are you thinking of asking for an asking price? Uh, well, it's worth one seventy-five. Actually, we're asking for what's owed um, at the time of um, cash out. No, no, I'm well, talking, no, about, talking what about what are you going to ask? You're going to yeah. ask your what? your work for equity buyer. What's the most? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, one one seventy-nine nine. Yeah, that's fair because no. we have to do yes. some work. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's one eighty-nine nine. One eighty-nine nine because it's um, uh, actually ABC. Uh, uh, real estate ABC just is a little higher than um, uh, Zillow, believe it or not. And so what it's about 178, 179 is what they're saying it's worth. So we're going to ask for 189.9. Are you going to do the work, Ralph? Uh, the interior? Yeah. It, yeah. We, we decided to just go ahead and fix it up. I, I agree. Think, yeah, we, we I can agree. Get sometimes, sometimes you can sell stuff on a work for equity and you don't have to do the work. And sometimes if it's like 10 or 15, and it might include some upgrading beyond just fixing stuff up, that's when you might want to think, oh, I'll just sell it at work for equity. That way the second, you know, you can buy it, you can close on it on a Wednesday, and it can be up for sale on Saturday. All you got to do is just clean it up a little bit. But if there's two or three or 4,000 of work to do, almost always, guys, if you've got the money to do it, it's going to raise your purchase price so much that it's worth, it's going to at least double. You get at least double back, if not like quadruple, from spending that three or four or five grand. So we almost always do it. So I think I think partly to answer your question, Ralph, um, you know, if you ask one eighty nine nine from your lease purchase buyer, and let's say you only get fifteen thousand non refundable option deposit, um, that will offset the, uh, the cash flow. If there is a negative cash flow, um, you could put some of that money in a separate bank account to offset the negative cash flow. Um, if there is any, because you're not sure, because you haven't taken it to the marketplace yet. So no matter what, you'll be sitting pretty on this yeah. deal. Okay, well, you, said, you said you thought you could get 1550 and you're at like 1340 I mean, there, you probably, guys, on, on most of these, if you're getting a bunch of free equity and enough time, um, if you're just breaking even in the beginning, I'm not even adverse to that. Um, yeah, just Ralph, know that remember, you're going to. Who, who takes care of repairs and maintenance, right? Yeah, they will. Exactly. Right. And also, uh, you know, you're going to raise the rent. I mean, if you've got a five-year term on it or something like that, you're going to raise the rent, of, you know, 50 bucks a month, you know, every year or something. So you won't be a negative cash flow for long. 
Yeah. No, I don't think we'll be negative uh, even starting out. It, it's just right. uh, it's going to be very slim, that's all. But we're not too worried about yeah. that. Uh, so looking at well, the looking that sounds like a great deal, Ralph. Way to go. Yeah, you're looking at a $50,000 profit. Yeah, or more, right? Or yeah. more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, well, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, you obviously, you obviously have some awesome mentors. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. You guys We're happy that you're doing well still. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Great thank job. You. Have a blessed day. Right. Who's up? All right. Um, how many are in the queue, I wondered, Rishan? Can you give me how many um, are in the queue? Because we, we have, have about 15 minutes. Okay, yeah. Um, we, we only have 15 minutes left, so. How many? 15 Two. minutes after, left. After Dale, we have one more. Okay, okay. good. Okay. All right, okay, Dale, please go ahead. Hi, good afternoon. Um, I just had a quick question, a uh, follow-up to one of the one of the uh, callers, I believe it was Christina. Um, Oh, wait, the, no. is, your, is your name Dale? Dale is the last name, yeah. And um, where are you from? Uh, Florida. Florida. Great. Awesome. Hi, Welcome. Andrew. Actually, I, I, I met you guys a couple of years ago, so um, I think it was okay. in Orlando, big turn schools. But um, what I wanted to find out was you had mentioned the low equity. Um, is the, one of the things that you're targeting in terms of finding deals. And uh, I just wanted to find out the low equity versus absentee. Um, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, we've had a lot of success with the um, absentee owner and the out-of-state owner, which is two different things, obviously. Out-of-state owner means that they live out-of-state. Absentee owner means that they just live in a different house in that same state. Uh, we've had a lot of success with those two lists, but I would say if you can mix it up and get a little bit from the out-of-state and the absentee owners and get the rest from the no equity and the low equity, that's your best result because they're both really good. And here's the thing. How many yellow letters? This is a decision all you guys have to make. If you guys are going to do yellow letters, you've got to decide how many yellow letters you're going to do and uh, what you're going to try to put out there on a monthly basis. And that's all trial and error. If you're starting yellow letters, the, the thing you have to understand is that's, you know, on the spectrum of marketing dollars, that's kind of pricey. So for the mess, you know, you're going to get for sure, and Ron talks about this all the time at the event, that it's, it's a sure producer, and it is, but it's, you know, on the high side of price. So if you're doing it, you really have to track this. And if you do, let's say, uh, 500 in a month is not a bad starting point um, to see what you get. And you really need to, every list you do, you need to look very carefully at, you know, how many people called, but track it all the way across, not just response, because sometimes that will fool you. Sometimes you'll get a whole big bunch of response for something, but nothing will be very good. And so you'll think, well, that was very worthwhile because I got a lot of calls, but actually nothing was very good off of that list. So track it carefully, maybe start with 500 letters. Have you done the yellow letters before, Dale? Yeah, I have done. Um, to be honest, I've, I've, I've done quite a few deals, and most of them came off of postcards just because they're a lot cheaper. Um, oh, yellow letters. Sorry, say again? Yeah, okay, that's good. So postcards you've been using. And what kind of deals are we talking about? 
Uh, I've done subject to, I've done uh, wholesale deals, I've done short sales. Um, I mean, basically, you name it. I've, I've okay. you know, option yeah, that's deals. Awesome. Yeah, you yeah, name it. Um, are, are you uh, one kind of question. I know, I know we're running short on time, but um, when you're doing these subject to deals, um, do you guys know? Uh, do wraparounds. I had a situation where I, I did a subject to deal a couple of years ago and um, the owner, I think it was like seven or eight years ago, came back and now they want a new mortgage. Um, yeah. And obviously debt to income ratio is an issue. So I was just wondering how you guys would handle something like I, that. I will tell you right now that if there's a lawyer involved on the seller's side, you don't even pitch a subject to they're going to be really not happy with it. There's no debt instrument for the seller to foreclose on you if you stop paying. That's the problem with subject two. So anybody who's really smart, and if the seller is really smart or has someone really protecting their interests, uh, they're going to tell you they want to do a wrap anyway, or you will suggest it. They may even say, no, I don't want to do the deal at all, because you pitch it as just a subject two, and they don't realize that you'll do it as a wrap. Now, guys, a wrap, all a wrap is, and if you've never really understood a wrap, it's all it is is owner financing with an underlying mortgage. That's it. It's that simple. It's owner financing with an underlying mortgage. So they've got that underlying mortgage, and you're going to wrap that under there. So now if you're doing a subject to deal, uh, you're going to wrap the exact same amount. So there's going to be a new mortgage and a note created by your attorney uh, that's going to reflect the exact terms and the exact amount of the underlying mortgage. Okay, so that's, that's how you're going to wrap it. Now, if you have any indication that the seller's, you know, going to be, in, you know, a consideration later, like this guy came back to be, um, go ahead and just do it up front. I'll tell you, it's a little more expensive. You're going to have to have a note and a mortgage created, and it's, you know, a little more hassle, but essentially it does protect the seller better. So, and, and it also enables the seller to more easily go and get a new mortgage. If they are going to, if you know they're going to go and try to get a new mortgage in the next, you know, year or two, uh, it's not a bad idea to wrap a subject to as well. Does that cover your question, Dale? Dale, yeah. Okay, awesome. Hello? Oh, um, who do we have in the queue? I think we have um, two more people, actually. Sherry was just getting in. Um, I guess there was a challenge. Oh, go ahead. We have, we have one more in the queue. Um, our next question comes from Sharon Lee Chappelle. Sharon Lee, oh, please good. go ahead. Hello, Hello. Sharon Lee. Hugs and hugs and hugs. <laughs> what time is it? We just saw you. We saw you and your daughter at the Quick Start Real Estate School. It was so fabulous to see you guys. Yeah, so it's great to see you there again and be there with my daughter. She's she's on the call too. But I have one quick call, um, one quick question to ask you. If I'm yeah. on, if I've got a, I, in Canada we close everything with a lawyer and the lawyer uh, hires the. Uh, uh, subcontracts for title work. Here it seems that most people want to use their title company and they close with the title company. So I have a, um, a, lend, um, a, um, a, a tenant buyer who, wants, who has been approved for his mortgage with a mortgage company. And the mortgage company wants to close it through the title company. If I do that, um, I'm going to have to send back to the title company the a non-refundable option fee 
And then what will happen is then they'll send me. Wait, wait Sharon, wait. Did the title company tell you that? I have no, never heard of that before. No, you don't need to send that title. You just need to show proof that they paid that. So you need to show where you deposited it into your uh, business checking account or whatever. And you also need to, hopefully you took a copy of the check or whatever they gave you, your lease purchase people. I'm not adverse if they have a title company they want to close at. Uh, we've closed the title companies before, especially if it's somebody that, that if you're at the end of a deal and the, and the buyer is buying from you and this is the end of the deal for you, then I don't really care where they want to close. I want, if you're buying from somebody, you want to probably buy at your own attorneys because they're going to understand your, I mean, you definitely want to close at your attorneys because they're going to understand all your buying paperwork, whereas some other attorneys not. So, but when you're selling it, on the other end, I don't care who you go through or if you go through a title company because you're basically out of the deal after that anyway. Um, but well, now if the title company is asking you to bring money back in that you already got like a long time ago, then yes. something's wrong. No, it, so that's what they told you? Well, actually, the, the mortgage company who always works with this title company told me that. Um, they And um and they've already approved him and already accepted that he paid me, and they've got proof that he paid that amount to me. Yes. So why do but, they want the money? Because she she's saying that it that you know with my lawyer, then the money comes in, the money goes out, no big deal. But they want to show specifically. That I so does, does this boil down to you writing a check and then you getting the check back in like a week or something? Yes. Well, then do it. If they, if, yeah. the, if that's the way they want to do it, if you're sure, I mean, I don't like to say, I don't like to say this, but because I don't like to ever write a check and give it money to somebody. But if you've got a guarantee from a large institution, some big lender, that they just want to do it this way and that you're going to get your money back right away, relatively quickly, then trust them and go through with it. And, you know, don't waste too much time worrying about it. All right. Let me ask okay. you a question. What did you like best about repeating the Quick Start Real Estate School, and what did your daughter like best? I, I liked that, that there were things that I, I – that were in my brain that I couldn't access because, but redoing it brought that up more. And I thought, oh yeah, that's why. <laughs> yes, yes. And then all of a sudden it just clicks, doesn't it? Does the it. second and third time around. Mm -hmm. And you, it's you and your quick. daughter, are you, are you doing the business together? Like we, we do it with our kids, you know? I'm, I'm going to probably be doing it together with her for the for the first bit and then just be the be the resource person. That's right. She can be the acquisitionist and do all that work. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And that's uh Dashiell is um our main acquisitionist. So um well, your daughter awesome. I think I, I think your daughter is gonna be very good at this. She seems to really have a flair for it. I think so too, if 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 she pulls the trigger, which yep. is her choice. That's what we all have to do. That's that's all of our challenge pretty much on this call is pulling the trigger. And even if we're pulling the trigger, sometimes we could all be doing it more probably. So just getting it systemized. 
I met a lot of people there that have, like me, it took me a year and a half. It took me a year and a half to pull the trigger. I swear to God, it took me that long. But once I did, it was fine. But I met a lot of people there that had the same issue. They've taken the course, and they come back to take the course, which is good again, but they don't ever pull the trigger, and that's a shame. And I can make those calls for Dara, too, because I can do it through Skype, and then it shows a local number. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a That's good, good tip. Chance. Did everybody hear that? Did everybody understand what that, you that said? That is a Say good tip. Say it again. Um, because I'm in Minnesota, Minnesota, and she's in Toronto, Canada, I can actually Skype the call. I can actually make the calls to her, her sellers um, through Skype, and it'll show a local 416 area code. Now, is there, is there a procedure for doing that? No, you just get you just get a Skype account and you just call it. You just yeah, call. So you, you, can, guys... you can create a Skype account in any anywhere you want. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. So if you're working locally, that's what you guys want to do. If you have a, two local locations and you don't want to set up an office line at another location, you can do that. And that you know, caller ID is a huge thing too, because mm-hmm. a lot of times when we're at these live events and we're calling from some hotel. You know, you don't know it's a wacky caller ID, and it's hard to get people to pick up sometimes. So everybody should be conscious of what their caller ID is. It could just be your personal name probably, uh, but not a business. Oh, the other thing I really liked is there's a number of things that have changed since I was at the um, uh, at the last quick start. Uh, small that's things that's a really good point. I'm really glad you brought that up, Karen. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's really good to stay in touch and yes. to stay connected. And because you guys make it so inexpensive to do it, then and it's great to see everybody too. And you're right. not just going there for yourself. It's good because other people will ask you what you've been doing and how you did it and stuff. And so you're not only doing it for yourself, you're doing it to serve others too. Right. The networking that is and, awesome. and you're being encouraging, and, and guys, once you get going, you're a role model to other people once yeah. you're doing deals, and that's what a lot of, I know a lot of you guys on this call are already role models and doing deals, and, and that's awesome. So um, hopefully we see a lot of you, and remember, as alumni, you guys can come back to the Quick Start for free for one year, and after that, it's 500 bucks. So uh, obviously, if you haven't been back for a little while, uh, that's great advice right there, and come on back and see us. Uh, we're at thank, everything. Thank you. We're, thank you very much, Sharon. I just want to thank Sharon. Now, yes, thank you thank for you the Sharon. positiveness of uh, returning to the Quick Start, and we love seeing you again. Yes, and thank you, you guys, for your um, enthusiasm. It's very catching. <laughs> thank you. Awesome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. All right, I did want to mention real fast, um, of course, because you guys are um, coming to the alumni around the grand, I know a lot of you are coming to this one coming up, but the alumni run does uh, one a year, and that's uh, only $250. And then we always have our Taking Action Communication Workshop preceding the alumni. It's at the same hotel, and that's a free event for any uh, Quick Start Real Estate graduate um, right now, if you come to the alumni, you can actually come to our event preceding it. Isn't that right, honey? Well, if you're actually in Florida, we're in Jacksonville, and we're going to be at the A-Loft Hotel in Tapestry Park for the next two days. So come say yeah. hi. Come say hi. And um, 
We just uh, wanted to say we look forward to seeing you at the next Quick Start Real Estate School or any event. Like Brian said, we go to all the events with Ron Grant. Um, That's right. And, and we uh, really got uh, to some – there were some great questions tonight. We got to a lot of nitty-gritty stuff that, uh, you know, hard information and things that you guys need to need to be working on in your organization. So hopefully uh, you guys took notes or you can hear a replay of this call too because we've got into a lot of good stuff. And uh, I'm really glad to be on this call with you guys. And, and the more we can help you, the more we want to. So That's right. Awesome. We will be in. We'll see you real soon. Keep in touch. Yes. And um, it's awesome that we're so excited about all the success stories and copies of checks. By the way, you can see to, um, that on the Gold Club. One of the recent ones was um, that check for $103,000 profit with uh, Jana and Toby. But that's motivating when you go to the Gold Club and uh, look at the weekly lessons and the testimonial letters and stuff like that. So it's really cool mm, to absolutely. see how people are doing deals. But yep. anyway, we love doing this call, and can't wait to see you guys. Yes, and, and for all of you guys who will be around next month, we'll see you on the alumni call next month. All right. Okay. All right. See you soon. Bye for now. Okay, bye.